0: Honesty Passion Experience It's Timberwolves Explosion hosted on the com, and now your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey or Joey Wygen. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Not a bad week for the Timberwolves. Still uh, playing some fantastic basketball. In fact, a wonderful comeback against Houston and kind of a pretty good comeback against Charlotte, to be quite honest. And a two and one week. Uh, Boston, we end up losing that one, but flip flopping and end up winning against Houston. So, two and one. That's right, two and one and having fun. So, Fantastic! Very, very pleased with how things went for the Timberwolves this past week. The Boston game kind of was what it was. I mean, I don't know. For one, if you didn't go blind watching it, right? With the bright uh, green for the, from the Timberwolves, the lime green uniforms, and then the black and green uh, from the Celtics. A lot of people probably thought, oh, what ugly uniforms. But I actually kind of thought that looked cool. I, I thought it had a nice uh, touch to it, to be quite honest. So go ahead and dislike it. Go ahead and like it, whatever it is. The good news is the Timberwolves are over 500, and frankly, they'd only be a game and a half behind the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference right now, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Robert Covington just continuing to be fantastic. Some interesting conversation with him, with Dan Barrero yesterday. I highly recommend those of you out there downloading the uh, February, would, excuse me, what am I talking about? December the 6th uh, podcast from Dan Barrero. It's around that last half hour of the show, so if you want to forward it up to, uh, to listen to... Uh, Robert Covington and Dan Barrero around the last half hour or so of the show. Pretty fascinating stuff. Some interesting conversation. I took a couple of uh, highlights from it. Not uh, sound, but I'll, I'll read what, uh, some of the interesting things he had to say. Just kind of took some notes. Not too much, though. Just uh, some, a couple fascinating uh, tidbits, though, from that convo. 118-109 uh, to 109, Boston over the Minnesota Timberwolves in Target Center to start off the month of December. So not a good start for the month, but Boston is a very good team. And they got to kind of get things going at some point. Gordon Hayward, ironically, coming off the bench, if you can believe it, uh, has his best game for Boston since joining them. Obviously since the broken ankle, of course, his very first game with Boston was the broken ankle. A couple of corner three-pointers to kind of wrap things up. Four of five from downtown made all ten of his free throws and made half of his overall shots. Nearly got a triple-double, getting eight assists and nine rebounds along the way. Just killed the Wolves time and time again. Felt like he made every shot, but actually he only made half. Again, thirty points in the game. Pretty pretty dominant, to be quite honest. Jason Tatum looks like a rising star. Uh, Kyrie Irving is back into form again. His shooting form wasn't the best. In fact, there were times he was missing quite a few, and you thought the Wolves could come back and do something in this game, but Gordon Hayward was just too much. Uh, it was just one of those kind of nights. Uh, Covington extremely solid though, throughout the game. And extremely solid once again the entire week. Didn't shoot super well, but did, uh, did everything. Still managed to get 17 points. In the game, even got a uh, double double at the end of the day, even got four steals in the game. So much fun. I thought Jeff T got a pretty positive week, and Andrew Wiggins had a very, very, very positive week. Not sure he's going to get the Lone Wolf Award or anything, but uh, he's going to be in the conversation. Uh, Andrew Wiggins' defense is completely different. Uh, You especially saw it against the Houston Rockets, but it's generally, generally speaking, Andrew Wiggins is a completely different player now defensively. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed, and I'm pleased from what I'm seeing. Uh, you saw early signs of it last week, despite the lame, like eleven-point type games, like against San Antonio and such. But then you saw you saw something different—a guy who's getting his hand in there and knocking the ball away, and blocking shots, and other stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. You know, just again, just getting in the way, just impeding players' shots. Again, it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, and well, creating misses, creating misses, creating turnovers, uh, gobbling up those passing lanes. I mean, I'm extremely impressed with what Andrew Riggins has brought the past week or so. And uh, he's a completely different player. Uh, Derek Rose was dazzling in the game. Lots of highlights. Lots of nice plays. Crossover dribble. Getting around players and and ones and such. Uh, didn't, well, you know, he didn't have an and one in this game. But uh, he had a couple others. But generally speaking, just he was sharp throughout the night. Very, very awesome night. I had a feeling he'd play well. He, just, he, he does well against these Eastern Conference teams because he's very familiar with them. Uh, this is the very first Western Conference team he's ever been on, so, you know, you do the do the simple math there. Uh, just an overall fun game for Derrick Rose, and again, I liked the color scheme in the game. I don't necessarily like the Celtics with dark jerseys, but it was a cool look with the Wolves in green and the Celtics in kind of a black and green. I thought it was kind of a nice touch, and I guess it's got that Christmas air to the uh, to, to the building in that game, as long as you don't get offended by that, right? Don't get offended by me saying that, and I sure hope you don't. Uh, Carl had a pretty solid week. He didn't shoot particularly well in this game. Struggled a little bit, but again, it was a fun game to watch. It's just too bad. You know, just one of those games where you don't come out uh, with the win, unfortunately. So then you slowly but surely move forward. December the 3rd, Monday against the Houston Rockets. This game did not look good, especially when James Harden started nailing shots and tired of looking at the guy. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't think a lot of people do. Oh, You know, he can obviously play uh, the game at a, at a high level. There's just a side of him that bugs me. I don't know if it's a laziness, a pouty kind of attitude, and, and also kind of, I don't know. Well, every everybody's a little cocky, I suppose. But, yeah, I think he's way up there. That's pretty much every star player in the league. Uh, Chris Paul, I'm telling you, like I said, I said it about five times this year already. That was Houston's chance last year. Uh, the window is closing, and it's slamming. Shut for the Houston Rockets. Not because Clint Capella's uh, dropping off or anything. He was wonderful in this game as well. I mean, eleven to fourteen from the floor. You saw the athleticism. You saw the you saw the shot blocking, and you saw the value this guy brings to the league. And just love him to death. <laughs> Can't say enough. Just you know, you know how I love Robert Covington. That's not news now. Obviously, uh, I feel the same about Clint Capella. Can, can you imagine Clint Capella and Robert Covington on the Timberwolves? How i how I'd react? Uh, as they say in. I don't even want to use one of the <laughs> some of the inappropriate stuff those guys say. On, <laughs> it's funny though. <laughs> Let's just say I'd get really excited. Okay, some of the funny stuff those guys say at courtside. <laughs> it's not even if it's inappropriate. It's just funny. Some dirty stuff we'll say. Some dirty stuff. Some of the guys say on the courtside podcast. It's similar to that. Like when uh, LeBron James came to the Lakers and this guy did this and that guy did that. Okay, uh, came to this team and how excited they get and. I'm not sure the guys would be too excited if the the newest rumors is gonna is gonna happen, but uh Carmelo Anthony going to the Lakers would he really help you guys would he I wouldn't be excited about that. I wouldn't believe me maybe though maybe I might be just being a curmudgeon a whatever the word is for that, but uh well, I don't know let's just move on a cynic that's for sure. Fun game though, fun game. Houston again. It looked like the same old story in that second quarter where Houston was just whooping on the Wolves, nailing their threes. It looked like it was the same old crap. It's been every time we play the Rockets, even when the Rockets weren't all that great. James Harden goes off for his thirty-five points, and the, and we just we we lose by like eighteen, right? One of those bullcrap games. That second quarter just had that same feeling, and then and then the third quarter happened, and then you saw Andrew Wiggins' defense really step up. And the defense got even better in the fourth. I mean, you keep Houston to 20 in the third. After giving up 38 points in the second. Only 38. It's just 38 points. It's not that much. Yeah, it's enough. It's more than enough. You destroy Houston by 18 points. You score 38 in the third. And you smother Houston to 9 points in the fourth. That is bloody impressive. And yes, the Australian in me is coming out a little bit bloody oath. Right? <laughs> right, Vince? bloody oath. <laughs> um no, I'm not from Australia. I'm an honorary Australian thanks to uh uh Vince Germano. Thank you guys very much for giving me that Vince Germano and some of the uh, and, and uh, Wayne Hind. Thank you guys on the Courtside podcast too, Vincent. Vince Germano officially called me that though. He gets the he gets the honor for that one. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, obviously lots of Australians love the NBA and it's been an absolute joy meeting all of you for the last many years here in this many more to come, I'm sure, hopefully. That'd be great. Many more years to come, many more Australians to come. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, he didn't shoot the ball very often. He was efficient, and his defense was awesome, and he was a plus 16. Andrew Wiggins was a plus 16 in this game. Uh, Carl had his usual high-scoring numbers against the Rockets, but when's the last time this happened? When you sit down and look at the efficiency, you know, the Paladino joey efficiency rating, the whole field goals to points ratio, Carl Anthony Towns, 24 attempts, 24 points. Are you ready? Andrew Wiggins, 11 attempts, 16 points. Now, that's not a spectacular rating but uh, ratio, but it's better than Carl's, and that's not bad. Jeff Teague, again, very solid. He's getting in the double digits in points, except the uh, except the, the uh, Charlotte game, but uh, there's a slight double digit statistic we'll talk about that was f- freaking awesome in the uh, Charlotte game. But he's been getting the 6, the 7, 8 assists in these games, and I think Jeff Teague has run the point very nicely the past two weeks or so. Been very happy with him since returning, generally speaking. A couple of slow games at the beginning, but after he kind of got his legs back and all that, he's been great. Tyus Jones, the sample size, is too small to get too excited, but again, he's been getting those key steals. He got three of them in the game and helped kind of shut down Houston down the stretch, and that was awesome. Andrew Wiggins added uh, added three blocks in the game coming from behind on a couple. He had another couple of nice defensive plays against the Charlotte Hornets. And it's not just the highlight plays. It's the general overall shutdown type defense. And we're seeing it. And Robert Covington, you get the, man, you are really something. The infectious uh, personality and the infectious defense. Okay, let's talk about Robert Covington right now before I get off of it. And this is the time to do it. And this could be why, a pretty good reason why Andrew Wiggins' defense is improving. It could be a, a huge reason at the end of the day when you sit down and think it over because when you <laughs> see the way Covington plays and you see the way that Wiggins is starting to kind of, well, you know, take notice of it, it's pretty awesome. Um, defensive real plus minus. Defensive real plus minus, One of those analytical type statistics, right? Robert Cummington is in first place in the entire league. Number one, right? But that's not the impressive part. The impressive part is the second place guy who is Paul George. Oklahoma City Thunder, you, perhaps you've heard of him, right? He's in second place, right? Well, the gap between Robert Covington and Paul George is the same gap of Paul George fra, from Paul of Paul George all the way up to the 52nd place player in that same statistic. That is freaking awesome. How? I don't know. He's just that good. I guess defensive real plus minus... I mean, well, you know, I mean, some of these stats, you sit down and you're like, what the heck is that? But then again, in a lot of ways, when you hear what it is, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense enough. Basically, he's phenomenally good at defense, and he's way ahead of of other players in that statistic, per se, but he's also just way ahead of the players he's playing against. That's the whole point. The players he's playing against, he is just annihilating. And that's awesome. Um, other interesting conversation, of course, the the young man wasn't drafted. He ended up getting uh, to the Houston Summer League and all that. Robert Covington ended up making enough of an impression. And obviously, he deserved to probably be drafted in the first place. And one of the reasons he wasn't drafted, and he almost actually quit, quit playing basketball years ago, was uh, there was a heart scan. Because you know how you're trying to get into basketball. You're trying to get into professional basketball and all that. There was a heart scan that said Covington's heart was too big and that he should probably stop playing. And then he decided let's get a second opinion and it turns out it was a faulty heart scan. Robert Covington was ready to wrap up and not play basketball anymore because of medical uh, a medical condition that his heart was too big. His heart's big all right <laughs> and but but that's more of a <laughs> that's more of a figure of speech. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. It can be literally a spiritual thing. His heart's a huge, obviously, when it comes to playing the the game of basketball and what he brings to this club. But um, it turns out that it was incorrect, and his heart was normal. And bada bing, bada boom, Robert Cummington is number 33 in the NBA. And he wears that number because of who? What former small forward in the NBA was a phenomenal defender that wore number 33? Anyone? Anyone? You in the back? Yep, that's... uh, Adam Ryan, right? Yep, Adam Ryan, in all, in all earnest. Yes, yep, Scottie Pippen, yep. I think I think Adam Ryan has an idea about Scottie Pippen a little bit. <laughs> in all earnest podcast. Uh, yeah, Scottie Pippen. So that's why uh, Robert Covington wears that. And, well, Scottie Pippen brought that to the NBA, brought that phenomenal defense and helped the Bulls win multiple championships. In fact, uh, six of them. Only that many, yeah. Um, when your defense is that good, along with the, the guy that's the greatest player of all time, and I think undisputed Michael Jordan, not only for his offense, but his defense. Defensive player of the year uh, in multiple occasions. First team all defense. And Robert Covington is a first team all defensive player. The Minister of Trimble has got a legitimate player here. And, and it's pretty awesome uh, in in that trade, of course, for that guy. We'll just leave that alone. The other, the, the false 23, the false prophet, we'll call him. He's a false prophet, all right. Uh, Dario Saric showing his value in this game, making three of four from downtown and catch and shoot from the corner and all that. And I love the guy. What a great personality. He also was on uh, Marnie Gellner yesterday. So Dario Saric filling in. um, Marnie Gellner was filling in for Paul Allen late in the show also. Pretty, pretty late in the show, like the last half hour or so, something around that range. What a cool guy. Uh, The introductory press covers for Dario Saric. He seemed kind of, you know, uncomfortable maybe maybe he maybe the language barrier was kind of getting to him a little bit i don't know that's what it felt like it turns out his english is 100% fine he's just got a really strong accent um and the guy's got a pretty cool personality so i highly recommend listening to that as well Dario Sarge, what a cool guy! And I, I I heard him come on uh, WCCO, the Sid and Dave show, like a week or two ago as well. That guy's awesome. Uh, And of course, Robert Covington is awesome. Uh, Love these guys. And there's a reason why the Timberwolves are good. Uh, And there's a reason why this ended up being a pretty damn positive trade for the Timberwolves. A lot like Carmelo Anthony getting traded to the Knicks. Remember how Denver got a pretty good haul, and they ended up making the, you know, they ended up becoming a pretty good team for a while with some of those guys. Some of them ended up leaving this and that, but. Boy, I hope and pray to God these guys aren't going anywhere. Uh, obviously, Covington's in for another three to four years here. Uh, like about three and a half years, if I remember correctly. And Dario Saric's contract is coming up, possibly uh, like next summer. We'll have to negotiate, maybe even as early as this summer, negotiate his, uh, well, his first larger contract in the league in Covington. Let's just, uh, let's... uh Let's keep him here until until we put his number up in the rafters, man. I just <laughs> I hope he's a Timberwolf for life. I, I really do. Uh, fun game, Minnesota. Nice comeback. And when your defense is this, you know, when it's when it's this contagious, when it has this kind of effect on a team, and now the Timberwolves. Weeks ago, you'd think this is laughable. Have a winning record. Yeah, it's only one game above five hundred, but it's a winning record. I mean, you filled the gap last week. This week, now you're, well, now you're crossing the plateau into into winning territory. Now you're in the hunt, and that should be the title of this episode. Now you're in the playoff hunt now. You're in the 10th seed, 9th seed, 8th seed. You're kind of in that range now. So here we go. Let's do it. Looks like we would beat Houston in the playoffs this year, wouldn't we? Sounds crazy, doesn't it? But I think we might. (laughs) Yeah, I think we would beat Houston in a playoff series this year. Uh, at least if it started right now, as long as everything's okay come springtime. But I don't think we'll be playing Houston in the first round because Houston's not going to have a very high speed. So, unless somehow the Wolves move all the way up to, like, fourth. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's talk about the Charlotte game. Another game where I really enjoyed the uniforms. The Timberwolves uniforms are fine and everything, but those Charlotte uniforms are awesome. If you grew up in the 80s, and that, look, those those colors were common, and well, the church I went to at that time, now I go to Living Word Christian Center, but back then it was Speak the Word, Church, World Outreach in Golden Valley. Um, beautiful colors, that purple, and that that purple, and that kind of, and the teal, I just love those colors together. Starla uh, was wearing purple in this game with, with the teal, teal shoes and all that, and teal uh, uh padding, you know, knee pads, elbow pads, this and that, beautiful stuff. Uh, I love those uniforms very much to the point, well, Kemba Walker did not have a great game because the defense was pretty good in front of, uh, the defense against him was pretty solid, and the Timberwolves played well in this game. Uh, Charlotte definitely scored a good amount of points, but down the stretch, again, Minnesota pulled away, and this is what good teams do. This is what good teams used to do to the Timberwolves. Even 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 last season when the Wolves had a pretty good record, when we probably should have won 50 games if that son of a bitch didn't get hurt, but we'll forget about him. Good, good riddance. Um, that guy. Um, this is what good teams do, though. You, you you hang in there, and then you just pull away. That's what the Houston Rockets did to us. How many times last year? That's what the Lakers in the Kobe Bryant era used to do to us. That's what the Golden State bleeping Warriors do to us uh, all the time. Not all the time, but often. That's what they do to everybody else, too. Cleveland Cavaliers, and ah, I can't stand them, but they are what they are. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to They're going to kick your butt, and they're going to drive you crazy. This is what the Timberwolves did to the Charlotte Hornets, and the, the Hornets are a decent team. But the Wolves have a better record than the Hornets now. The Wolves have a better record than Houston now. The Wolves are ahead of the Houston Rockets. <laughs> the Timberwolves have a better record than the Houston Rockets. Ah, can you can you can you hear the smile on my face? Can you hear it? What made me smile so much too? Andrew Wiggins was just beautiful in this game. My only complaints were the turnovers. Andrew Wiggins had a dream shake fadeaway, a la. Hakeem Elijah one at one point and it was a beautiful fadeaway that went just right down. It was a beauty. And it, it was a great shot. Uh he got a put back where he was literally like climbing a ladder just and he slammed that sucker in off, off of a little bounce. Rebound off of Carl Anthony Towns' uh, miss like miss baby hook shot. And by the way, Colonel Anthony Towns is pretty awesome, too. 35-12, and 12, and he had six blocks in the game. Uh, Andrew Wiggins came up uh, behind Nicholas Batum, had a, just a LeBron James type of block. I loved it. Not off the backboard, but just kind of snuck in and tipped it away like LeBron did in those big playoff games. Andrew Wiggins is a different guy. Uh, and again, how many times did we hear that Andrew Wiggins and Colonel Anthony Towns coming into the draft we're elite defenders, coming from Kentucky and coming from Kansas. Now, okay, their offense is a work in progress, but their defense is is excellent right away, and these guys can't miss players, defensively. And you know how it ended up being like, wow, their offense is great, just by the defense, as long as, you know, their offense is incredible, so they're going to be really, like, first-team All-NBA players if their defense is good, and then their defense wasn't that good as advertised, and now it's starting to look that way. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was a plus 28. Teague was a plus 33 in the game because Jeff Teague, despite shooting one of six, you look at a guy shooting one of six from the floor, but he set up players nonstop throughout the game. No-look passes behind the back. And just, again, those those lead passes on the fast break, just simple passes, just leads, leading Andrew Wiggins to, to, to the basket for those dunks and those layups. And, of course, just feeding Carl Anthony Towns for those catch-and-shoot threes, which he was four of five in the game. 18 assists for Jeff Teague. 18 assists for Jeffrey Teague. That's pretty amazing. Uh oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. This isn't this isn't good basketball. This is awesome basketball. Man, this team's gonna have a really good record if they keep anything anything close to this up. And it's just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Dario Saric made more, more than half of his threes, two of three, only attempted three in the game. But overall, a very solid game. The guy has just got a he's got a nice future in the league. Uh, Rose, by the way, had zero points in the uh, Houston game, but that's okay. We can give him that. He had the night off, basically. <laughs> Not because he was lazy, but because maybe he's sore, maybe he just, it just wasn't his night, and other players did an awesome job in the game. Uh, Josh Okoge, unfortunately, got tiny little garbage minutes, and that's it. The last minute and a half of the game, Kogi, Tolliver, and Nunnally. Tulliver also, I think he's probably going to wind up getting traded to another team that'll give him the minutes that needs him in the postseason. Who knows who that's going to be? Maybe the Warriors, maybe the maybe the Rockets. Yeah, who knows? Maybe the Nuggets or something like that, or the the, the next team we're going to play, Portland. I wouldn't be surprised if a team like that would take him on. But um, Jeff Teague was a plus thirty three because he was, you know, just even though he didn't score hardly, he just made a uh, he just he just made an and one in the game, and that's it. That's all he did. Made the basket and the free throw in that sense. Yeah, he still was a plus 33 because, again, he was setting players up time and time again. Carl and Andrew, the beneficiaries of some pretty nice passes and good-timed passes, good-timed plays. Derek Rose also kicking out to Carl Anthony Towns for a couple of his threes, and just an overall wonderful night for Minnesota down the stretch. Uh, It was a close game. Charlotte had built a pretty sizable lead in that second quarter, but Minnesota, nice strong comeback to end the first half, and then Again, close game, close game down the stretch in that fourth quarter was like, okay, Charlotte, we're, we're done playing. Now we're, now we're going to get serious, and it was 35-18. to 18. And it's just, ah, <laughs> just a chill, awesome, wonderful feeling. And again, Charlotte, don't, don't change your uniforms. I love them very much, and that's not, <laughs> that's not being condescending at all. I love the Charlotte Hornets uniforms. I love the logo. Keep them coming. Don't ever change them. Just some stuff shouldn't change. Like the Celtics' original jerseys, now they're getting all these weird third and fourth jerseys. But welcome to the NBA, I guess. No, there's everybody's got four jerseys nowadays. Uh, coming up soon will be Prince jerseys, but I don't think we're going to be seeing any Prince jerseys on the road. Those are home games, and the Wolves will be on the road for three games coming up: Portland, uh, Northern California, <clears throat> and Sacramento. So basically, it's going to be all in that you know that upper West Coast. Portland, then you go south to uh, Oakland, and then to Sacramento, which uh, you're going a little bit, uh, you know, you're going a little bit inland, so to speak, to Sacramento, in man, I think it's slightly north from Oaktown, because Oaktown, of course, is by the, yeah, it's by the bay, it's by the bay, it's, it's beautiful, right, Oakland's not as nice a city of San Francisco, but yeah, that's for sure, <laughs> but, you know, it's still a expensive place to live, I'm sure, Okay, so let's pass out the awards for this episode. Should I do it? Should I do? It? You know, yeah, I'm gonna. I am gonna give the Lone Wolf to Andrew Wiggins. I'm gonna give the Lone Wolf to Andrew Wiggins, and of course, Carl and Covington, Carl and Robert Covington, Carl Anthony Towns, Robert Covington will be getting uh, honorable mentions for it. Basically, they're basically gonna get like miniature versions of the Lone Wolf award. But I'm giving it to Andrew because look at the way he's turned his game around defensively. His defense is awesome. Obviously, Covington is, to to me, I think he's like the captain of the team without being the captain of the team, yet he is the captain of the team. (laughs) The heart and soul of the team is Carl Anthony Towns, but the captain to me and the guy that kind of gets things going is Robert Covington, and he is, uh, wow, what a a change he's been. He's like the George Washington in a lot of ways, the way he's changed this this franchise pretty quickly. Wow, Um, unbelievable, unbelievable how it's like trading... (laughs) <laughs> for, the, for the for Timberwolves, obviously the history, not as important. Timberwolves history, not as important as American history or anything. But it's like the trade of Butler for Covington is like cr- crossing the Delaware River. How it changed the whole outcome of that, the Revolutionary War. That's what it's been like for the Timberwolves. Obviously not nearly as important, but historically that could go that way for the Wolves here. It, it, it could be that big of a change, and it's looking like it. Because, yeah, England was winning the Revolutionary War before that. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, just open up your history book. Some of you that refuse to, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. It's you, Derek Rose, because you had a zero-point game against Houston. No, it's not. Um, I don't think there is one this week. Um, nobody really stuck out like they stunk. I can't give Todd Gibson any <laughs> ever. Even if he has quiet games. This is because well you have Dario Saric. Dario Saric is eating up some of his minutes. And Gorgie's gonna get some playing time. And Gorgi's had some good games too. So I can't really bash him. Uh Tyus Jones, why would why would you give Tyus Jones a Johnny Flynn Memorial? He doesn't put up great stats, but he still runs up he still runs the team well when he's out there. Somehow, someway he was a minus sixteen against Charlotte, so I guess maybe a miniature, microscopic Johnny Flynn Memorial to him, and that's about it. That's about the closest I can come to a Johnny Flynn Memorial, I guess. Just kind of quiet when he's out there, I suppose, on, on occasion. But generally speaking, Tyus Jones's value is extremely high for this team. And that's why Mr. Tom Thibodeau never traded him. Thibodeau and Scott Layden, of course. That'll wrap up the first segment. Let's preview three games and then get to you guys in fan interaction. Segment numero tres. <laughs> Robert Covington for Mayor of Minneapolis. Anyone? Anyone? And we are back here on Tim Rolls Explosion, segment number two. Numero dos, so let's, uh. okay, <laughs> now I'm talking Spanish for some reason, I don't know, three games to talk about, three games to talk about all on the road, as the Wolves will be heading west, they'll be a heading west, ladies and gentlemen, because they'll wrap up the road trip uh, Saturday night, against the Phoenix Coyote Suns, or the Phoenix Suns anyway, I don't know what's going into me, I'm going crazy, Portland Trail Blazers, Minnesota heading to Portland. Rules have never played too great in that place, but, uh, well, let's, let's start doing that. I don't know. I mean, why not? It's a different team completely. Portland started out the season really strong, just like Denver started out the season really strong, and they're kind of coming back to reality again. Same old story. They start good, and they wind up being kind of, you know, a fringe team. They're a fringe team. <laughs> they're third place in the Northwest, 14-11. and 11. Not like they suck or anything. Denver has stayed pretty good, in Oklahoma, 16 and Oklahoma's 16-7, and so... I think Minnesota's got to beat Portland or Utah to get in. Uh, Utah's starting to catch up as they've sucked for a while, and now they're back to five hundred. So, I don't know. Hey, all of you Ruby Obos, just be quiet. Go away. He's not on your team anymore. Let's let's uh, enjoy what we have. Damn it, Jeff Teague had eighteen assists. Eighteen. So eighteen career high. So <laughs> okay, Portland Trailblazers again. Tough matchup historically with this club. It's always been a pain in the butt for me. Uh, For all of us, anyway. Damian Lillard is averaging about, well, 27 points. He makes 36% of his threes. McCollum makes exactly the same, 36% of his threes. He attempts actually slightly less, 21.5 a game for him. Uh, Nurkic has become one of the better players for them. Uh, Averaging a double-double a game, just over a block. Nothing spectacular defensively. It's a beatable team. They're not playing as well as they had been. Uh, Portland has recently beaten the Orlando Magic, yay, by three points on November 28th, and they beat Phoenix by 22 points on the 6th of December. In between that, though, they lost to Denver by only one. Wow, that's a good game. Beat uh, Denver by only one in the the Rose Garden, if it's still called that. I believe it is. (laughs) December the 2nd, a thrashing from the Spurs. Wow, the same team the Wolves thrashed. In San Antonio, though, one thirty-one to one eighteen, just thrashed him. And then Dallas, who's way better this year than we than we expected. Dallas Mavericks beat the uh, Trailblazers by seven? seven, no, by nine points. Not bad. Nice win for the uh, Dallas Mavericks there. Yeah, they're they're coming around, and of course they got uh, they got a nice future there. A one one aging star making way for the next uh, European star in Dallas, Texas. There. Seth Curry, Seth Curry, and he's, well, he's making his three-pointers just like his older brother, 44%, but doesn't get a whole lot of time out there, doesn't have the same dynamics as his older brother. We know who his older brother is. It's just, yeah, it is what it is. Seth Curry, though, he's capable of being a valuable player. Gary Trent Jr., I don't know what happened there. Uh, He's only managed to be in three games, six minutes, barely gets on the court. He's been out, he's been just DNP'd, he's been this, he's been that. Just hasn't made it in the NBA, and that's too bad, because I like Gary uh, Gary Trent Jr. Probably should have stayed in college another year or so, I think. That's just my humble opinion. I think he should have, because this is kind of a lame start to a career that I think should be going a little better than this. Denver Nuggets leading the Western Conference. Okay, I don't even know why I'm getting into that at the moment, but uh, Portland again. Well, when you look at the playoff seedings and all that, Dallas is 8th, Portland is 7th, so Minnesota's got to catch up and catch up to those clubs. And Sacramento, so some very important games coming up especially if you want home court in the first round the Warriors hold the fourth seed you got to catch the Warriors to get that fourth uh, fourth seed that'll be easy 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 boom 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 easy right um Minnesota can beat the Portland Trailblazers yes we can I think there's every reason we can Andrew Wiggins defense is so much better Robert Covington is so much better um this this to me is almost it's like you don't want to call it a must win, but it's a I hope we win type of game. You know, it's like the level below we must win because obviously the season isn't over or anything. But this is one of those games that would be a huge, I mean, a huge <laughs> win for the for, for the for the team this year. Uh, it would be huge for playoff seeding, huge if this team wants to make the postseason this year. This is the kind of game you gotta. Take advantage of, of a team that's not playing so great right now. Again, they got thrashed by San Antonio and beat by Dallas. It's a home game for Portland. <clears throat> They're very tough at home. And we know that. Just again, look, at they thrashed Phoenix, and they almost beat Denver at home. So that's pretty good. Um, God, this is a tough freaking matchup. Ah, boy. Boy. The way the team is playing right now, though, I, I don't see them going 1-2 this week. I think the Wolves do this. I, I think they take advantage of a team that's not playing as well right now. They're not as hot as they were. And again, I mean, certain guys, Andrew Wiggins, is. Is the confidence is back. I mean, you can see a fire in Andrew Wiggins that you didn't see as soon as most recent as about a week and a half ago, about 10 days ago. You saw that daze. You saw the zero-point game against Cleveland. You saw mediocre basketball. And then all of a sudden, when all of us were crying out, please, Andrew, if you're not scoring, do something else. Well, he's starting to do something else that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. And then the stats are showing, too, now a, a bit more, including especially in the Charlotte game. But uh, as far back as the Houston game at the bare minimum, even the Boston game, Andrew, was, was decent. Minnesota can win this game, and you know what? If, if they want to make the playoffs, this is one of those kind of games. This is the time to make that step forward. If you're going to make the playoffs, if you're going to get that winning record and all that win 45 to 50 games this year, which is still possible. It's, it's very possible. Now that we're back to 500 at the very least, you know, it's still possible to continue this climb to a winning record. And this is the kind of game you got to take to, to get there. This is, this is one of those hurdles. You got to jump, you got to jump this team to make the playoffs. It's got to, it's got to happen. And, uh, I, and they know that they absolutely know that. Um, I have a feeling the Wolves are going to close this thing out. They're going to win in a fairly close game. Something along the likes of, well, I mean, it gets to triple digits every time with this team. Both both clubs. I think the Wolves are going to somehow manage to score 115 points in Portland. I've, I've just got a feeling. I've got a feeling Wiggins is going to keep this going. He's going to have a very nice game. Covington's going to get in the teens, 17, 15. Carl's going to get in the 20s. and I think Wiggins is going to get the mid to upper 20s against the Portland Trailblazers. I've got a feeling Wiggins is going to have a really nice game against this Portland team, and you're going to see good defense as well. And I am i just feel very positive about it. I can see Rose being a factor here and there, but I, I think Wiggins is going to be one of the big reasons we win this game. I just have that feeling. Again, those of you might be like, yeah, right. No, he's, he's showing signs, and I want to keep riding this. I want to keep riding what Wiggins is doing and obviously we know the talent is there so it's like it's not like this is some kind of a myth here and like oh Wiggins is just bah no i'm seeing a guy that's turning the corner quicker than quicker than a lot of us thought and well he's young enough that he can do it and he's got a long career ahead of him if he's able to turn the corner now we're going to you know, we're going to quickly forget about some of these bad games that he's had this year, if he can turn the corner. Um, we'll remember it many years later saying, wow, remember how he had to turn things around, but boy, he really turned into something special. We'll be the historians that'll remind people he had that awful start to his career, but then, boom, you know, to like the well, the the middle middle to early years of his career, and then, boom, he just took off. Well, hopefully... This is the kind of game that can help him get there. uh, At least continue to head in that direction. Minnesota wins the game 115-113. to Very close type of game, 112. Minnesota wins by three points down the stretch. A couple free throws made here and there. Some scares. McCollum and Lillard are going to hit some big shots. They're going to score high amounts of points. One of the two is going to to get really high numbers, like 30-ish. Again, this has been a bad matchup forever, but I've just got a feeling that the Timberwolves are going to show up and win this game in Portland. And we, we owe them, again, still for thrashing us in Portland about a month ago when Putthead was still on the roster, but he didn't didn't play because he was uh, precautionary resting. So <laughs> that's just... Geez, what, a, what a dinglehopper. I mean, Jiminy Christmas. It's just ridiculous. Well, we get to play my most hated team of all time, the Golden State Freaking Warriors on the 10th of December, their first place in basically everything. Portland is basically in the middle with everything. 14th and field goal percentage, 13th and three point percentage, 10th in points scored. They're an offensive team, but they rebound the hell out of the ball, which is one thing to worry about. their second in the league. Is the the uh, Portland Trailblazers, Golden State? You're going to be seeing some ones, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, they have the top field goal percentage in the league. Almost they make almost half their freaking shots. Uh, first and three-point percentage, about a little under 40%, their third in overall offense, and fourth in rebounding. Yeah, and Steph Curry's everything, 30 points a game. You can tell I'm thrilled about it. Um, uh, Kevin Durant is .4 points less, 29.8 for Kevin Durant, who supposedly is feuding with a guy named Draymond Green. Draymond Green's an asshole, and we know that. Uh, Quinn Cook... Makes his shots—that's for sure. He's becoming uh, one of those nice rotation players for the Golden State Warriors. It's amazing though how the, how top heavy this team is, and then right after that, it's a you know a bunch of good role players, bunch of good valuable role players. But again, when guys are averaging thirty points a game, I mean, you're getting sixty points a game from Curry and Durant, and then you add another twenty three from Clay. Well, that's eighty three points in three guys. Eighty three freaking points. Talk about top heavy. Jeez. Um, will this be the the annual Minnesota defeat of the Golden State Warriors? I think Minnesota will win a game against Golden State in Target Center. I I would be beyond thrilled if the Wolves can pull this off with uh, Kevin with uh, Steph Curry back again. He missed his annual ten plus games already. Believe it or not, he's already missed eleven games on the season. We'll see if he misses some more. Uh, Steph Curry definitely not uh, a cancer in the locker room like uh, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. He just annoys the hell out of me with his yeah constant showboating. But that's that's me. I know I'm an old curmudgeon. And I don't care. I am an old curmudgeon. Yes. A 39 year old curmudgeon, okay? 39. I'm not 79 yet, but whatever. Yay, the Warriors are probably going to beat the Wolves. Uh, they've lost two out of their last five. They beat Orlando, just like Portland did, by six points. They lose to Toronto, which is a thriller. Kevin Durant at his 50 some point game. And everybody talked about how Kevin Durant scored 50 points, but they didn't win the game. Just like when Korea had his. 50, whatever, 44-point game against the Knicks when he had that big break game. And they didn't win. So it's like, so? <laughs> Good game, but you lost. Ha ha. Uh, they lose to Toronto by three. And nice, thrilling game, though. Awesome game. Awesome basketball. Toronto is, right now, so far, the best team in the league. But, well... Be the best team in the league in late May, early June, and then we'll uh, be very excited about what you're doing, Toronto. And I I kind of hope they do. You know, I mean, do you think I want the Warriors to win another championship? Do do you think I can stomach it? I couldn't stomach the last two. The first one, it's like, okay, I mean, sure, fine. I don't like you, but okay. I mean, uh, it's nice to see you uh, show some, you know, it's nice to see you get that championship and get that uh, franchise over the hump because they hadn't won once in 75. But after that it's like now go away and they didn't. Um, boy. their last game against Cleveland. That's basically like the NBA Finals last year. One in twenty nine to one oh five. What an awful series. Awful. Awful. After the first game, oh my god. Just turn the TV off, check the check the box score the next day, and then for about a half a second and then click away. Just just yeah. That's basically how the NBA finals was last year. It was just awful. Yes, you're watching it, but you're feigning interest because it's like, okay, the Warriors made a three, Cleveland missed, and the Warriors made a three. Cleveland missed, and the Warriors made a three. Cleveland made something, and the Warriors made it. Th- okay, you get the idea. And the Warriors got a turnover and a dunk. Uh, that's about it. Back to the point, December the 1st, Detroit, Golden State got beat by Detroit in Detroit, so good job, Dwayne Casey. So Dwayne Casey's former club and Dwayne Casey's current club, defeating the Golden State Warriors. Well, go get him, Dwayne Casey. Atlanta, Warriors just thumped them. I don't even need to look at that one. And, of course, Cleveland, same thing. Both awful teams in East there. I don't think the Wolves are going to win this game. They can. Oh, nice game coming up here, though. Yeah, on ESPN. Milwaukee versus Golden State. Hey, that's a good one. Ha <laughs> ha. That's a nice game. And that's tonight. Well... Very well then um but it's at Milwaukee so well 730. okay so figure that one out. That is a nice game. Go bucks that's all I gotta say about that uh, go bucks <clears throat> Minnesota I think uh, Golden State will win this game something of the likes 125 to 1. I think Minnesota's gonna be in the game but the Warriors pull away just like I talked about in the previous segment when the wolves pulled away from Charlotte. Minnesota, Golden State wins the game. 125, 110, 113, 112, 115. Something along those lines. 10 to 15 point win. Golden State pulls away. Minnesota has the lead here and there in the second, third quarter. And then things, you know, do the way they do. And the Warriors just are what they are. And we're happy for them. And that's it. Let's go to the next game. Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Queens, as Shaq once called them. on this was uh, okay The Golden State game was uh, Monday the 10th. Now you got Wednesday... The 12th, the Sacramento Kings, who are a little bit better. You know, they're definitely a better team this year. They're making threes like crazy. Not going to be an easy game, and it wasn't earlier, but the Wolves actually hung in there when the stupid budhead was still on the roster for his final game. Golden State, or excuse me, Sacramento makes shots. Their defense isn't anything great, but they make shots. I mean, they're fifth in the league in field goals percentage uh, second in the league in threes and sixth in scoring and 16th in rebounding. So middle of the road in rebounding. Their defense is not good. Uh, They give up like triple digits all the time. And we're talking, you know, teens and 20s triple digits. Uh, They gave up 113 to the Jazz. And this was at home. Sacramento's not playing so great. Uh, They recently beat Phoenix. They beat Indiana by one point, barely. Indiana's a decent team, so that's a pretty good win. At home, though, at home. And they beat Phoenix, and everybody beats Phoenix, because Phoenix is probably going to get the number one pick in the draft again, or number three, whatever. Um, But, uh, wow, impressive game by Sacramento in Golden State, though, or Oracle Arena, as we'd like to say it correctly. They only lost by one, and they kept the Warriors to 117. That's good. That's really good. Uh, Keeping Phoenix to 105, well, they stink anyway. Uh, But Golden State to 117, that's good. Um, They still lose, though, unfortunately for Sacramento, 133-112 to after that the next day because, okay, you can kind of read between the lines here. They just worked their ass off, almost beat the Warriors on the road. They come back right away to play Utah. What do you think happened? They were tired. Just a little bit because they worked they used all their energy on Golden State and they almost had it and they got thrumped, absolutely destroyed by twenty one by Utah at home. Who is playing better by the way? Uh Clippers beat the uh Golden State War, excuse me, Sacramento Kings by twelve. And then again, Indiana and Phoenix. Couple of wins in a row there. I think the Kings will beat Cleveland on the road, lose to Indiana, maybe beat Chicago, probably should, even though it's a road game. Minnesota, very winnable game for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Not a easy game, it never is. But very winnable. This is a young, developing, improving team who can score. But we're a young, developing team who can play some freaking awesome defense. Which, not that long ago, was laughable. Nemanja Bialica still making about half his threes, averaging 11 points. Willie Colley-Stein made one three-pointer, and so he's 100%. That's funny. Probably at the end of the half. And again, Wiggins had another buzzer beater against uh, the Hornets. Uh, there was another buzzer beater. <clears throat> he's he's been making those over the past few years, and that's cool, but well, as long as you win the game, that's, that's what matters the most. Uh, Buddy Held, again, becoming more as advertised than he was. He's no Steph Curry, but he's well, he's leading the club in scoring, and he's making 42% from downtown. And that's good. Uh, that's one of the reasons the Sacramento Kings are good, because last year and so, what, this is his third year already I believe, Buddy Held, or is it just his second? Ah, you know, but he's uh, Well, he's becoming more as advertised, and Darren Fox is, well, he's as as advertised. Uh, Yes, this is uh, Buddy Held's uh, first or second year, third year in the league. I'm losing my mind. That's right. He did start with New Orleans, didn't he? He started with New Orleans and was traded to the, that is right, Sacramento Kings. Didn't do a whole lot with New Orleans. Got a bit better. It's not like Buddy Held was terrible, but he wasn't that great. He's he's improving. He's definitely developing. Uh, It's not like he's this bust. Like, so far, Gary Trent Jr. is not doing anything, and that's that's a shame. Hopefully for him, he turns around in Portland there. Just not against us. Uh, Darren Fox, though, again, he's a rookie, and he's got to be a rookie of the year candidate. Uh, seven and a half assists, almost, I don't know, 17 and a half points. He's doing awesome. Bogdanovich, also another valuable guy. All these guys are making about 40% or higher from downtown, or just below. <clears throat> Iman Shumpert's even making his threes. The guy's yeah, the guy has some poor shot selection, and he's he is who he is. But uh, generally speaking, this is an improving club. It doesn't scare me that much, and I think the Wolves can beat them, and I think the Wolves will beat them. The way Minnesota's been playing, they should beat the Sacramento Kings. Um, easier win than the Portland game. you got to win one of these two. If you're going to go 1-2 and two this week, I mean, uh, well, yeah, at least go 1-2 this week. Please, I mean, don't go zero three. That would be ridiculous. That would be very, very disappointing. All that hard work, and then you're back below five hundred again. That'd be lame sauce. But I think Minnesota's going to win both of these games. I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. Final score: one twenty-two to a hundred and hundred and ten. I think the Wolves are going to have a very solid game. Another game where I, I think Wiggins play. He usually plays well against. Uh, Sacramento, Carl Anthony Towns is going to have a very big game, though. I think Carl's going to have the low 30s, upper 20s, low 30s, Covington again, 18-ish, Rose 15, 12, something like that. Maybe maybe Rose gets 20 off the bench. I think Rose in one of these games is going to be good. I think Golden State, actually. Derrick Rose tends to really step up in those huge games and when it's a tough opponent and all that. I think Rose will be a huge reason why the Wolves stay in it down the stretch. That's where Rose will get his 20-point type of game. 20 or 25 against Golden State. Sacramento, Sarich, I can see Sarich going off for like 18 or something off the bench. He's making about four threes or something like that and having some big moments and a double-double. I think Sarich is going to be really good uh, off the bench, very solid, but I think Carl gets about 32 in this game. 32 in, you know, 15, 32 and 12, something like that. A couple blocks and Wiggins will remain excellent. Uh, 17 to 22 points a block or two and some very solid defense. Jeff Teague usually plays well against his team as well. He'll get a double-double with assists, maybe 13 points and 10 assists, something like that. But Minnesota will win 122-110 to 110 over the Sacramento Kings and have another 2-1 week. With that, we'll be back with your opinions on the Facebook page and Twitter account. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three, fan interaction segment. I think it's going to be significantly quieter this week. Unfortunately, I think the courtside guys have, uh, I think the courtside guys were very very busy this past week. So <laughs> it's just what it is. There's no there was no show and haven't heard from them and just is what it is. Uh, obviously, you know like you know there's a reason why <laughs> there's a reason why my show continues to come out. Do you know what it is? Even though I'm busy as hell too. And all that, but I like to you know message people here and there, stay in touch with them as much as possible. Um, but the reason why my show keeps coming out, and sometimes others don't, because just uh, they're too damn busy, this and that. Because I'm solo, <laughs> because I'm solo. And again, that's definitely not a rip on anybody. I think it's great to have people on your show. I wouldn't mind at least having guests on here and there, or even recording a segment like on some odd day, whatever, and then bringing it to this Friday show. But this way, I can keep a schedule, and I don't have to. You know, I don't have to sweat it. In the past, yeah. In the past, yeah. Let's just leave that as is. <laughs> it's tough. You know, God God bless Marcus the Forecaster, but it was tough, very tough, and it put a strain on our friendship. Luckily, we're fine, and we're, you know, best buds, all that good stuff, so we survived all that. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's freaking hard. And yeah, it it can, you know, it can, yeah, you're, you're going to argue at times, like, why can't we ever get a damn show out? Unless certain people are extremely, extremely, uh, you know, good about it. And then, you know, they're good about it. They at least communicate. I can't make it. But if it's like every single week, you can't make it, you're never going to do a show. So kind of is what it is, but communication number one. And sometimes some people, they don't communicate as well as others. Leave that as is. Read between the lines there. Yeah, it's going to be a really quiet week, unfortunately. Uh, Vince Germano, Tane Brown and Levi Brown. Vince Germano out of Australia. Tane and Levi out of New Zealand, retweeting the most recent episode, 239, filling the gap. This one is 240 in the hunt. In the hunt. And the Wolves are very much in the hunt now. And that's good. In the hunt means, yeah, you got a chance. You got a chance to make the playoffs despite the fact the Western Conference is difficult. But um, because some of those teams that started hot are going to drop off. Like Portland. Wink, wink. I don't think Oklahoma City is going to be as good as they were before, even though I'm sure they really miss Carmelo Anthony. Oh, they miss him so much. But um, that's how that is. Thank you guys so much for retweeting the show. I can't thank you enough. And You guys are like just godsends to this show. You, you guys really are. Uh, Wayne Hunt is as well when he posts, unfortunately. And, of course, he's just a great guy, too, out of uh, Sydney, Australia. Vince Germano, again, out of Melbourne, Australia today. And Levi out of New Zealand today. Vince Germano, on the most recent post on Facebook, when I literally literally posted out filling the gap and all that, um, Vince Germano says, yes, sir. Like that, That's something I used to say all the time when I was with Marcus, and there'd be that awkward silence, because, you know, Marcus, he, he'll talk, and then he'll get deep in thought about something. He'll be like, huh, huh. And I'll be like, yes, sir. That awkward silence. That's kind of what led to that. Um, There is only one post, but luckily there is interaction in it. There is interaction in it, along with one of the newer guys here that joined not too long ago from Flips Army. Going to give a shout-out to Flips Army right away. Flips Army, wonderful, wonderful uh, Facebook page. Thank you guys so very much for having me on on your page as well. Uh, Can't thank you enough for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion it is just a absolute uh, <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. It only makes things better for this show and I encourage all of you out there listening to this show right now to join Flip's army the uh, Facebook page for that in-game threads, nice conversation and well ignore anything involving how great Steph Curry is or the Warriors. That's that's great. <laughs> yes, I'm doing my little subtle jabs. Yes. Probably wasn't that subtle. More, more like a little elbow to the temple, but not, not, not a hard one. Just a boom like that. No, uh, no, Ron Artest style or or Metta World Peace style to James Harden's temple. That was a little harsh. Um, but Jen, what the hell am I even talking about? I don't know. I lost, I lost track. Right. <laughs> Flips Army, please do join that Facebook page. Thanks again, Trevor Wickerin, for allowing me to post on there. Vinny Vinrock, Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast, Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, and Stu Benson, Courtside Podcast, highly recommended on Twitter. No, Facebook. What am I talking about? iTunes. And yes, they are on Twitter and Facebook. Do look them up, of course. C R T E S D E on Twitter and Facebook. That's how you. Those are the key letters, and you'll get them right away. Join their pages there, and of course on iTunes, I'm sure it's uh yeah I iTunes for sure, Google podcast does everything that iTunes does, so yes, Google podcast and Podbean Podbean is another is another application you can use. what the hell was I saying here? I was saying yep, Andrew as an Andrew Wiggins fan tonight versus Charlotte is exactly what I believe this young man can be on a regular basis, and it's there. it's absolutely fricking there. it's there because we've seen it before, it's there, you don't have to say you know, you can disagree all you want, but it's there. It's absolutely there, and I believe he can be that. He can. And he, it's not like he has to have 26 points a game, but I think he can have 22, 22, and then that's solid defense. Vince Germano, finally, as I get to the point now, says, I totally agree, but he can have these games, but he can have these games on talent alone. We need to see the will to win and drive. And yes, he needs to have that. He needs to have the the will to win and drive. And, you know, Sometimes, yeah, sometimes just talent alone can he can go out there and do it, and obviously it was a nightmare where his shot shot was falling. Don't <clears throat> force up stupid fadeaways that dream shake was a good one though, I mean, his motion on that play you could just feel that thing going in before well before he even released the ball because his motion his the way he just he had it squared up perfectly the way. Some of the greats did in the past. The Kobes, the Michaels, the Hakeem Elijah ones and those fadeaways. And it wasn't the stupid type of fadeaway. He was positioned nicely. He wasn't in some faraway weird spot on the court. He was in the spot that, well, was often successful for those great players in the old days. So that was awesome. Uh, Jamie Tintor. Welcome on board, Jamie Tintor. Flips Army. And of course, again, joining the Timberwolves Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, by the way. I didn't even mention that. I'm just in the spirit of giving here. And at Wolves Explosions is the Twitter account. So do give that a follow if you could. And, and all the links to for, will be in the show description for all the above. Jamie Tinter says, yes, of course. I think that's why people get frustrated with him. He absolutely should be doing this nightly. And the only thing that's holding him back is consistent effort and intensity. Two things that a player can always choose to bring to the game, even if, quote unquote, the shots aren't. Falling. Exactly. And that's what he has bought in the Houston game. That's what he brought even as far back as the San Antonio game when his stats weren't good. You started seeing the defense. You started seeing tipping of the ball away from players. You started seeing him disrupt shots. And that's the difference with Andrew Wiggins now compared to as recent as two weeks ago when it just was lifeless. The lifeless side has to go. The confidence is starting to come back. You're starting to see him, again, disrupt shots. This is stuff you didn't really see that much, even when he was averaging his 25 points a game, when he had those electrifying games, those huge comebacks against the Clippers and the the Hawks and the the Philadelphia 76ers a couple years ago, when he had 35 points, those 20-point fourth quarters, when he was Dominique Wilkins-esque out there, spinning around players, dunking, hitting big shots. One thing after another. And that's what I saw out of Andrew Wiggins. And that's when I called him the silent assassin. When he made those intense comebacks. And he was clutch and aggressive. It's there. When the shot's falling, he can do that. But then also, when the shot's not falling, he can be that defensive player. It's there. He can he can add to the team with the rebounding, the defense. And he still just might, just might, with playing aggressively. Just still might wind up with 18 to 22 points anyway. Even on a bad night. Even on a bad night when he's like 4 for 11. Four for 13, or, you know, five or 13 or something, but it's not going so great, but he starts attacking the basket, and he's 9 of 10 at the free throw line. Something like that. 8 of 10 at the free throw line. Whatever it is, that can definitely be a big change. And welcome aboard, Jamie Tintor, gold star for this show, and very uh, thought-provoking, and thank you. Keep them coming, Jamie Tintor, if you happen to be listening. Wayne Hunt, the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast, says trade his ass well, he has some value. He's so inconsistent. He's like a bigger version of Jeff Teague. Well, Jeff Teague got a good week, too. Look at you. Uh, you know, I mean, I know that feeling when you want to trade somebody, like when their value finally starts to pick up after sucking so bad. I don't think anybody's too excited about the contract right now. But if Andrew Wiggins, my hope here is that Robert Covington somehow, someway, However subtly it is, just by leading by example or maybe some some gentle conversations behind the scenes, something is happening with Covington and Carl, and of course now it's now it's to Andrew Wiggins. It's spreading, and that's an incredible, incredibly, uh, incredibly good sign because you're seeing things out of Andrew Wiggins we never saw before. Occasionally, you'd see him disrupt a shot and have a good defensive game, but now you're seeing him do do it regularly. That's the difference. That's why I'm not in a huge rush to trade him, necessarily. And again, what kind of trade are we going to get? Otto Porter? You know, I mean, I'd rather have Andrew Wiggins play this way. I'd rather have that hope and belief that Andrew Wiggins can be this different player, at least the defensive guy, and then the offense starts to catch on again like we know it's there, rather than Otto Porter. Otto Porter is a really nice player. But what's... what's, to me, Otto Porter, nothing really stands out. I mean, he can shoot a bit. That's one of the big things, I guess. But I think Andrew Wiggins, God, if he can, if he can become that player that I know is in there, still, it's in there, even a lesser version of it. Again, like a second fiddle kind of guy, a Scottie Pippen type of a, a a player rather than a Jordan type. You know, you know. And I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan. Are you kidding me? I don't compare LeBron James to Jordan. I don't. LeBron James is his own guy. I compare him to Magic Johnson, actually. LeBron James is Magic Johnson, not Michael Jordan. He's just a lot stronger than Magic Johnson. A lot stronger than Magic Johnson. He's stronger than most players that ever played the game. That guy's yeah. But um you know, and Jeff D got a good game at a good couple of games too. I don't really dislike Jeff Teague that much, honestly. I don't hate him. I mean I I mean I don't love him, but I certainly don't hate him. Jeff Teague. uh I don't know. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, again, I'd rather have Andrew Wiggins than Otto Porter, put it that way. Long story short. You definitely have a right to your opinion, and you just might be right. Uh, You might be right about uh, Tom Thibodeau too, Wayne Hunt. So you were telling me to basically shut up and let Tom Thibodeau coach this team, and well, he wasn't handling things right and for the longest time, and of course the whole Jimmy Butler situation was balls, but now when you get the right group of guys in front of Tom Thibodeau, it's a different thing. It's a different product and good. Um, it's working. And Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau is making the adjustments that he didn't make last year. He's not yelling and screaming as much. He's, he's calming down and I don't know. He's doing a damn good job actually, <laughs> Ever, particularly since the trade. And if he was a part of this deal, him and Scott Layden, they did a damn good job. And you know what? Uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And I haven't been impressed for a while. So, cause I'm, I am not a Kool-Aid drinker. I'm not a green and uh, a blue and green shades guy. I'm not that kind of guy. I love this team, but I'm never going to, going to like just cheerlead for them. Never. No chance. Maybe about 20 years ago, 20 years ago or so when I was young and ignorant, but those days are long gone, buddy. So with that, and it's more than 20 years now, <laughs> more like 25 <laughs> But uh, we'll uh, now we're going to calm down. We're going to let things go. Thank you again. Awesome conversation, guys. Even though there wasn't a whole lot there, there was a whole lot there. There was only three comments, and that it, it developed that kind of conversation. So you guys, your value is like, you know, you get a long ovation. Every one of you, just thank you so much for that, what, what you brought. And uh, kind of say God bless. I'm going to give you the contact details. Damn, it's already an hour. What happened? Jeez, I really enjoy talking about this team, don't I? <laughs> Jeez, an hour already. Yeesh. Good thing I'm not on a hard limit, but uh, I try to keep it to an hour and not any longer than that. The phone line's is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves explosion to your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine. Keep it to three minutes. Well, then again, it keeps you at three minutes. It's unfortunately because it is an actual voicemail. And well, then I could put you on the show in the third segment to lead things off. The <clears throat> there's a call now button on the Facebook page goes to the same number does the same exact thing. It just goes through Facebook Messenger, so it's free regardless if you're from Australia, New Zealand, uh, China, wherever the Philippines or the Moon, wherever it is, or Canada or Canada. So because Maple Jordan's still with the Wolves, Maple Jordan, and he's starting to look more like Maple Jordan at least against uh, Michael Jordan's team there. <laughs> so. Let's move on. Um, the other route is the audio submission route. Tenay's takes. God, I miss that so much. Tenay's so good at that. God, he's good. Great radio voice. Great presence. Great conversation. Man, that guy's good. Miss him. And I know he's the busiest son of a gun ever. So I understand. Um, anybody, though, anybody out there, Australia, all of you Australians, Jamie Tintor, any of you call in if you can. Uh, the audio submission route is the, the best, I could say, um, because there's no limit to it. You're welcome to call a phone line, though. There's nothing wrong with that. It's still there. Um, audio submission route, though, you simply use a free voice recording application on any device there is. Heck, even on an Xbox One or whatever the heck you guys use. Um, iPad, uh, Surface, whatever. Cell phone, of course. Uh, Audacity on your laptop, whatever it is. You Save it, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, and then I will convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to zamzar.com, that's really helps very much. It's really good. Could Converto as well. Um, man, it'd be great to hear from you if you could join the show. Final thing, please give a positive rating on iTunes Stitcher or double or iTunes Stitcher or Stitcher or Google Podcast would be greatly appreciated. It's getting lonely and stupid right now in there. There were some nice ones before, but it's vanished. Though then again, I suppose some of you in Australia I have to switch over to Australia to see it, but that's fine. Hey, hey, you know, please do if you could. It's greatly appreciated. Those of, you, those of you in the U.S. have been very lazy. Come on now. Please write a positive review if you want to help this show. If you don't, I, I understand. Whatever. But if you can, it would be fantastic. And greatly, greatly helpful to this show. I don't expect it. I don't demand it. It's just, I just hope. I just hope. <laughs> With that, I'm going to be quiet now. Wish all of you a uh, continued uh, wonderful Christmas season, holiday season, whatever you like to celebrate. Do enjoy yourself. God bless. Stay warm if you're here. Stay cool if you're in Australia. You're probably getting pretty warm there now. In fact, hot as hell, I'm guessing, for some of you. God bless you. We'll talk to you in a week. And keep it up, Minnesota.